When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the IDP Show. I'm your host, Josh Raymer, joined in the Soul Shack tonight. On my right, Adam Markham. Addy, how are you, hon? Doing very well, Josh. It's been a little bit since we've uh, gotten to do one yes, of these. Yes, it, it is. A little it's, layoff. It was a, a little bit of a break, a little bit of a reprieve uh, since we did the mock draft episode together. And thank you all so much for checking that episode out. I think it is now our most watched YouTube video ever with over 1,100 views, Addy. So the folks really enjoyed the mock draft episode. So thank you all for checking that out. I didn't realize that. Yeah, make sure you uh, hit subscribe, like every single thing we've ever done, and uh, leave a comment. Go back and comment on the videos from like 2020 when Connie was on the live. We just threw Connie right into the deep end with video audio, IDP, Yeah, my man was a soldier. That's a lot. That's a lot. But hey, you got to be able to do it in uh, this day and age, right? That's right. You got to be a triple threat, baby. That's right. Sex appeal, audio, and video. It's about that branding and marketing yourself. That's all it's about. That's right. That's all we're here for. And uh, we're we're hopeful that you all are here for some IDP goodness tonight because that's what we are going to be delivering to you our beloved listeners. And before we jump in, thank you all so much for the support on the IDP show draft kit. It has been a huge success thus far, more than tripling what we had anticipated and even hoped for optimistically at this point in the summer. So thank you all so much for your support. The IDP show.com. We are in the middle of the May, June updates right now. So we've had some rookie mini camps. We've got OTAs going on right now. So we're getting a little bit of news trickling out here and there. We're updating our redraft rankings. The team-by-team blurbs are being updated. Uh, Jake and Jeff went through and updated the rookie rankings yesterday. They have a after-show episode coming out on Thursday talking through those changes. So lots of good stuff in the works, Addy. Rookie season. We can tell from the metrics people are really loving the rookie content right now. But redraft season is coming. Dynasty season is coming. And we got you set there as well. It never stops. You got to make sure you always have a finger on the pulse at all times. And uh, yeah, I mean, the IDP show, that is the best place to, to get that info and uh, to stay current. And uh, yeah, man, it's it's been a lot of fun. I mean, I, I've it's it's been inspiring to uh, see the feedback and it's made me want to continue to, you know, make those uh, those rankings and and that data and, and, and all that stuff we're, we're putting out there, make it even better. So that's, that's what right. we've been doing. And we he just, is, folks. And he is. And he, he definitely is. He's it's, a mad scientist down in the lab with the beakers. As we know, it's absurd. It's I mean, absurd. cooking up some Heisenberg level 
dynasty goodness for you all. Yeah. So, we want to have a database. We want to right. have a massive database. We've said it before. These really these aren't even rankings that you're doing anymore. I mean, this is yeah. like, it's just so, so happens to be in a Google sheet. So it looks like a spreadsheet, but it's a full blown database people. I mean, Addy is in these ranks every single day and uh, you are missing out. If you are doing dynasty IDP without them, you will be overwhelmed at first. No doubt. There are a lot of tabs. It's a lot, but it's all good stuff. And we're going to be tapping into those dynasty rankings tonight with the first part in our top 48. We're blowing it out this year. Top 48 dynasty linebackers. This is part one, 48 to 25. So what we're going to be doing tonight, just going through Adam's top 48 dynasty linebackers, counting down 48 all the way down to 25. And then in a couple weeks, we'll be back with part two, which will be 24 down to number one. So if you've got Adam's dynasty ranks, you got a little bit of a spoiler, but we're going to be diving into a little bit of the rationale tonight as to why these guys are ranked where they are. So Addy, why don't you say we get into it, baby, and talk some linebackers. Let's get it. All right, so kicking off the list here, number 48. And we got an interesting one right off the bat because this player's star has fallen in recent seasons. It is Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa of the Cleveland Browns, 23.6 years old. He is a UFA in 2025. He averaged 11.1 points per game, 65.5 PFF grade in 2022. Addy, this was the darling of a lot of people's drafts. As recently as last year, but yet you have JOK here at 48. What's changed in uh, the last year with this Browns linebacker? Well, he's had trouble staying healthy. That's been the main thing. Um, but, you know, even when he's been out there, he's just kind of been underwhelming. He's not someone that is just piling up the stats like we really like to see. I'm not really sure what his ceiling is. I don't think it's anything like like what we really want out of a, a linebacker. You know, we're looking for those guys that average like 14 to 16 points per game. Um, JOK after this point is, I think, is as high as 11 points per game. And I just don't know. I just don't know, you know, again, the ceiling. I don't I don't know that it's there. I mean, the uh, I, I do feel pretty good about him this year. Um, I guess as compared to last year, I mean, it's just really Anthony Walker that he has to contend with. So I do think JOK is going to be – at worst, you know, that, that second linebacker there. Um, so, you know, I'm optimistic about JOK, but yeah, I mean, this is a guy that he has seen his value, you know, plummet quite a bit. I mean, this was a guy that was basically hyped up as like a top 15 linebacker pretty much after, you know, that first year or right when he came in. Yeah. And it's just not lived up to the billing. Like you said, injuries. And also it's, I think it's just um, a little bit of team bias in that what we have seen from the Cleveland linebackers is nothing but frustration, whether it's Jacob Phillips, Anthony Walker, Sione Takitaki, Tony Fields. Tony was in there for a stretch last season. JOK has been in and out of the lineup. And I think in unless you're starting like four linebackers in your starting lineups, JOK is probably a guy that's not in consideration week to week. In shallower leagues, he's probably on waivers. This season, he has a chance to turn things around. Only 23.6 years old. This guy is still young. But uh, does he get dinged at all in your mind because of the size and kind of the questions about the deployment? Yeah, I mean, and that probably has something to do with the injuries, right? I mean, he is undersized. There there was always that talk, you know, that this is like a tweener type. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we've, we've kind of seen why that's not always um, 
good is because they those guys are going to be in there banging a lot and they will you know be more open to injuries so that's probably what you've seen with JOK I mean maybe now that his body's had more time to develop he knows what you know what to expect with with the NFL and all that maybe we can see the best of JOK um but yeah this is what year 3 yep right so I mean it, Cleveland's going to have a decision to make uh, next year. Or was he a first-rounder? I don't think he was a first-rounder. I think he was a second-rounder. So they're not going to have the fifth-year option. They've got the out in 2025. So, yeah, they've got got to make up their minds on uh, what they want this guy to do. Uh, I'm sorry, he is a, yeah, a UFA in 2025. He's on his rookie deal. So they've got to make up their minds about what they want to do with this guy. So still plenty of time to turn it around. But... Yeah, so far, I mean, he hasn't lived up to the hype, right? No, and this is a make-or-break season for the Browns with Kevin Stefanski. They've got the redacted quarterback, as they refer to him on the underdog football show. This offense is improved. I mean, they've made some moves, trading for Zadarius Smith now. There's rumors of reuniting DeAndre Hopkins and Deshaun Watson there in Cleveland. So That'd be nice. This is going to be a pivotal year. They and need to uh, switch conferences, though. Yes, that is a loaded conference. When like the team you're kind of battling at the back for is the Steelers, who've never had a losing record under Tomlin, mm-hmm. uh, that's an uphill climb. So yeah. I think... It is a little bit of ambiguity, at least in my mind. I think Stefanski could be on the chopping block if this team underperforms, especially given how much they gave up for Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Good news for JOK. He is cheaper than he has been That's right. since he came to the league. So if you're a believer, um, good time to buy. Because I think you could probably acquire him for what, like a, a fourth? I think a fourth would get the deal done. Yeah. Yeah. So let's move to a linebacker who does nothing but produce when he's out on the field, uh, but he's just not used that much. We should mention JOK had a 75% snap share last season, 11 games played. Alex Singleton comes in at number 47. He is 29.5 years old, signed a three-year $18 million deal. He's a UFA in 2026 with an out in 2025. He played 68% of snaps across 17 games, 12.6 points per game, and that's a lot of green for a guy we typically don't think about as one of the more sound defensive players in the NFL, Addy. Um I've got Alex Singleton higher in redraft, but for dynasty, I could understand with him being almost 30 years old why you've got him down here at 47. Yeah, uh, just right. His age in that, I don't know, he's historically not been a very good linebacker, right? And the deal they gave him was three years, $21 million. It seems like a two-year type deal. They just brought in Drew Sanders. Uh, Josie Jewell is still, still there, who I think is the better linebacker. Uh, of that of that group so yeah I mean there's still even a little bit of risk for next year right like what if Singleton turns back into a pumpkin they could just be like ah we're just gonna go ahead and put Drew Sanders in there that's right but with Alex Singleton I mean you got to give this dude his his respect because 2022 tackles 163 21 uh tackles he had 137 and then in 2020, he had 120 tackles. So that's a three-year average of 140 tackles each season. So that's just, pretty delicious. That's very nice, you know. And this is someone that just continues to get slept on. Like, that's probably pretty shocking to most people. They, I'd say most people don't realize that guy has been over 100 tackles three years in a row. Yep. 
Alex Singleskill. All he does is tackle the ball carrier. If you want that skill, and the Broncos apparently did because they re-upped with this guy, uh, he is your man. And we should mention this is a dynasty-focused episode, but we like giving a little bit of context as well for redraft players out there. JOK going as the LB42 right now. So not too far off from where you've got him ranked. And uh, let's see where Singleton comes in because I think he's going to be, yeah, a little bit higher there at LB37. So that's a tremendous value, especially in best balls when you can just profit from those spike weeks. And there are a few linebackers, Addy, that have the spike week potential like Alex Singleton. And that's impressive when you say that considering all this guy does is make tackles. Yeah, yeah. If That three-year tackle average, 140, that is seventh among uh, players on this list of mine, which is 300-plus players. That's impressive. So, I mean, this guy has, as far as tackles go, pretty darn good. Yeah, because you look at the other stats from 2022, six TFLs, one forced fumble, three pass breakups, and three QB hits. So you Yeah, multiple, see, like, 20 tackle games. Yeah, though. you don't see any interceptions in there. You don't see any sacks in there. So, But who cares? This man is just getting it done with tackles, and we love him for that. So let's move down to number 46, Addy, and it is the newest member of the Tennessee Titans. And it's a linebacker who has been an IDP MVP, a darling off the waiver wire, and now he is the presumed LB1 in Tennessee. It is Aziz Alshair, 25 years old, signed just a one-year $5 million deal with the Titans this offseason, 42% of snaps last season, 4.2 points per game with 44 total tackles his best grade by pff was his pass rush grade i'm excited about aziz al shair for 2023 addy for dynasty kind of feels like one of these guys that's maybe going to slide off the radar here uh before long at least at least in my eyes especially with some of these rookies that we've got coming in exactly right yeah a former undrafted player right uh he goes to tennessee who now has the I think it was the former what player personnel yeah. in San Fran. Ran Carthon. So, so, you know, that connection's there. I mean, that, that's they're going to go after their guys. So, I mean, yeah, what happens after next year, right, when when Aziz might be kind of out on his own? Uh, we'll see. So that's why I'm not higher on, on him. But, yeah, I mean, opportunity-wise for 2023, he is a great situation, uh, should be very productive. I mean, this was a guy that was uh, extremely productive in San Francisco when Dre Greenlaw was out. So I see, you know, a very similar situation in Tennessee. We could see him easily get 150 tackles this year. Yeah, I think if he can stay healthy, and he has struggled with health throughout his career, but going as the LB54 right now. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's just Monty Rice and Jack Gibbons. Yeah, Chance Campbell. I mean, are are these real players or are we (laughs) making them up? You decide for yourself. Uh, But yeah, Aziz Alshair, one of the best values right now in IDP. And I'm pretty sure the the, uh, contract had some like incentives baked into it. I'm pretty sure. So it's like, it is like a one year, $5 million uh, deal, but I'm pretty sure it could get up to like the eight to $10 million. So range. he's, he's motivated to perform. Yeah. This is his sort of um, prove it deal. Mm-hmm. Like you said, once he's testing free agency next year, I will say he is a riser up 31.6 spots by ADP in the last five best ball drafts that we've had. Yeah. I mean, you see in that because he, you know, went through the draft unscathed. That's like right. There, there wasn't, they didn't bring anyone in. Uh, I guess there are still a few, 
you know, linebackers out there lingering that could come in and maybe hurt him, like Rashawn Evans. You know, maybe he goes back to Tennessee I was, or something. I was just looking at that. Yeah, Rashawn Evans, LB48, has fallen 98 spots yeah. by ADP the last five drafts. It's crazy so. he doesn't have a job. I know. that I'm I'm willing to buy the dip, especially if yeah. he keeps falling because he's basically going to be free. He could be your yes. last linebacker pick, and the dude's going to sign, folks. Injuries happen every year. We have the nice little – all the little action figures laid out right now on the toy box, and some of them are going to get knocked down before yep. we have a chance to play with them. So just anticipate that, and uh, don't overlook folks like Rashawn Evans or Aziz Alshair, Addy's 46th-ranked dynasty linebacker. Let's move to number 45, and this truly is the forgotten man. I think I have more shares of this linebacker than just about any other in these best ball drafts we've been doing. It is Devondre Campbell of the Green Bay Packers, 29.9 years old. He signed a five-year, $50 million contract, uh, I think a couple years ago, uh, and he is a UFA in 2027. So, folks, he's going to be there. They have an out in 2025. Played 94% of snaps last year across 13 games, 12.1 points per game, graded a 742 Overall, by PFF, 98 total tackles, 6 TFLs, 2 picks, had a defensive touchdown in the mix, a QB hit, 77 interception return yards. Addy, I think Devondre Campbell is being a little too slept on for redraft especially, but I do like where you have him here in the dynasty ranks. This feels appropriate for a guy who's going to be cresting the hill at 30 here pretty soon. Right, yeah, I mean, you... I kind of like to look at like windows with a lot of these guys. So Devondre Campbell, I feel like you have maybe like another two to three years of potential, like what top 24 production. Yep. I would agree. So that's why I'm still going to keep him, you know, maybe some people have him higher. I mean, I also look at, look at him in the context of where am I going to take these guys in startups? And I'm not, I'm not going to take probably any of these guys in the back half in startups. I'm just not. Yep. I'm going to be a lot higher on the younger guys as you'll, as you'll find out as we go through this list. Uh, and those are going to be my targets, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna overspend on any of these old ass linebackers. That's true. Well, the good news is I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it depends from one draft to the another uh, to the next how these guys are being valued in dynasty startups. But Devondre Campbell, LB twenty eight right now by ADP. Now here's the and the best balls in the best balls. That's fair i think that's pretty that's a pretty good value i see him as a top 24 linebacker going as lb 28 so you're getting a little bit of value there now here's the question the campbell bros would you rather have jack campbell at lb 23 or devondre campbell at lb 28 man that's pretty good yeah i probably would go i'm going devondre i think i go devondre as well i have i think i have to go check my rankings i just updated them uh today i think i have jack campbell at lb 36 uh, for redraft this year, just because I don't want to get burned, assuming that this guy is going to immediately step into that starting 95 to 99% yeah. of snaps role. I think it could take a little bit of time. Yep. As much as we love Jack Campbell, the draft capital's there, the production is there, the measurables are there. I just want to kind of hedge my bets a little bit. So taking him at LB23 when I've got him at 36 versus Devondre at LB28. I'll go to I'll go Devondre. I agree. And in fact, I'm probably not going to be drafting any rookies in any of these redraft type leagues. I've been I've been very happy to see these rookies added because it means more people are going to reach for them and oh, yeah. value continues to fall. It's been very nice. Oh so. yeah. It pushes a lot of unsexy veterans down the list. 
And uh, but in dynasty leagues, you're going after these rooks. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah but back to Devondre Campbell. Yes. Um, yeah, he just had, he had a down year, right? I mean, he he got hurt, and then it was just kind of hard for him to recover. But don't forget, I mean, 2021, he averaged 15.3 points per game. That was LB six in terms of points per game. So, um, could he get back to that level? I mean. I think so. I think Devondre Campbell is very good. And like you mentioned with the contract stuff, he is going to be there. Um, and he's going to have to, you know, he's, he's going to, they want him there because they want him to be a good influence on old big crybaby Quay. That's right. Crybaby Quay, who we'll talk about, I think on the next episode. I don't think he's he is uh, high. He's very high. I, I've been giving him some grief for the, for the tunnel. Crime, that was a bad look, but he's a, you know, very bad these, are, these are kids. They we are got, kids, we got yeah. to remember that. Like, so yeah, 21.7, <laughs> 21.7, as we know, just say that to him. If you ever go to like training camp, uh, you're 21.7 years old. That's right. Have uh, security called over. Uh, Quay Walker, we should mention, a big riser. He is all the way up to LB9. He has risen 18.9 spots in the last five drafts. So people are all over Quay. Give me the Devondre yeah, Campbell yeah. discount, I'm not please, gonna have any, and thank you. I'm not going to have any Quay in redraft. Yeah. Reading these best balls. I, I haven't drafted him yet. I do have some Devondre. But, yeah, I'm uh, – if Devondre was younger, he'd be a lot higher. This is simply a matter of age. I think people have forgotten how productive Devondre Campbell can be when he's healthy. And uh, I'm excited to see what he can do alongside uh, Crybaby Walker Fun in defense. the middle of the Packers defense. Yeah. Going to be an interesting season for the Packers. Yep. You Lucas know. Van Ness added to the mix. Yeah. Rashawn Gary. Gary working his way back from injury. Preston Smith is still there. So. Should be a fun group. Let's talk about LB44, Shaq Thompson, getting a little bit of love on the most recent episode of the IDP After Show with Jace Abbey and Jason King of DLF. Make sure you go check out that episode, y'all. We are doing the division preview series over on the After Show this year with some guests that we've never had on the IDP show before. So some really, really sharp minds lined up for that. So make sure you check it out. But they were talking up Shaq Thompson as one of the top IDPs in the NFC South. You have him here at 44, Addy. He's 29.1 years old. He's a UFA in 2025. He averaged 11.1 points per game across 17 games, playing 94% of snaps. And, um, Graded fairly well, at least in terms of overall grade and run defense. Uh, other grades were a little more suspect. Um, I think for me, the the question with Shaq Thompson is, what are we going to see with Jiro Evero now, new defensive coordinator? Frankie Louvu is there. It's just a little bit of ambiguity, and I kind of wonder how that affects Shaq Thompson. Yeah, like the upside doesn't seem to be what it was, right? Yep. Um, steady Eddie. I think you can plug him in if you got bye weeks or injuries, but he's not a guy I'm like excited to like no. fire up week one. No, like he was averaging in 2021, he was averaging 14.1 points per game. I don't think we're going to see that Shaq Thompson anymore. But you know, if you're looking for like a linebacker three, linebacker four, I mean, I love that. Yep. And we got to remember, we'll be all over him in redraft basketball. Yes. Absolutely. Let's pull up his ADP right now. And folks, again, this is in the IDP show draft kit. You can check out the ADP. I think we're up to like 33 drafts right now. So these are good drafters. Yes. Locked in for money. Really sharp people in there. So let's see where Shaq is going right now. He is LB 41. So that's a great value. That's a great value. And remember, Azero Evero comes from the Denver Broncos, where we saw two relevant linebackers for IDP. So I don't think this is a death knell necessarily for Luvu or Shaq Thompson, but I am curious to see how the 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 split plays out uh, you know, with the new coaching staff in yeah. place. And folks, keep in mind, I think we have 
called every single linebacker a value that we've cited in these best balls, these ADPs. So that should tell you that you can wait yep. on linebackers. Absolutely. There are a lot of values late. You want to load up and get those elite edge guys early because you cannot find those guys nope. in season. Nope. There's, I mean, you have Aziz Alshair, a guy who could finish easily top 24 going at 30 spots yep. below that. So plenty of value to be had out there. Let's talk about number 43. Probably a great value as well. I'd be curious to see where his ADP is. It is David Long, now of the Miami Dolphins. He signed a two-year, $11 million deal this offseason. He is 26.6 years old, played 89% of snaps in 2022 across 12 games, averaging 13.3 points per game. Graded very well across the board, except in the tackle department, Addy. I'm a big fan of David Long. Uh, obviously, the dynasty, the bloom is off the rose a little bit. The market was not quite there for David Long this offseason. So I think his star has fallen in dynasty for 2023. Give me as many David Long shares as I can get. But 43, there are just other more exciting options ahead of this guy. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you said it perfect. It was that one year, what, $5 million deal? We thought this was going to be a guy that was going to be one of the better paid linebackers on the market, and that just wasn't the case. So, uh, yeah, we love David Long. We love the way he plays. He's been a great underrated IDP asset for us to pretty much the last two years, but not someone that you're probably going to want to go out of your way to acquire. No, I don't think so. I'd rather just scoop up the value where I can. I'm not necessarily going out. I mean, Baba was sending me trade offers all off season for this guy, wanting to get like 311, 312, and I'm like, I'm just not. I would give a fourth for David Long, but yeah, right. I'm not but giving even, up. But if you did that now, like if or if you did that, think about that now. You know, you you'd probably rather have Dorian Williams. Yes. Oh, yes. Demarvin Overshone. Much, much right? rather Trim have those Simpson guys. Simpson was yep. falling to the fourth. Dayon uh, Henley fell to the fourth in a few leagues I'm in. So I mean, that's the thing. It's we we talk about that all the time. Like oh, it's just a fourth. Well. In IDP land, yeah. some of these fours can be very nice. Can be linebackers of the future. Yep. Whereas David Long, we love him. He's going to be a great, I think, producer for us if he can stay healthy in 2023, currently going as the LB32. Yeah. So He'll I think- be one of those guys that um, we sleep on for Dynasty, though. He'll, he'll continue to linger around yep. because he is a solid He's linebacker. He's a good player. He's going to get jobs. Yes. People are going to want that guy on their team. Uh, and he'll he'll be he'll be solid for IDP. I think his value has a longer tail than probably what we're giving him credit for right now. So I mean, if you could get to someone like that, you know, for a fifth, and I think you probably yes. could. If I can get him for a fifth, I'm very interested. Like, and you might want to do that that deal like when someone's on the clock or yeah. something, right? The picks are never worth more, as yep. Sigmund Bloom said, than when they are on the clock. And I think you can get maximum value at that point. So yep. have a list of some linebackers you like going into your drafts into your rookie drafts, and be ready to send out some of those late picks. If you're not liking who's on the board, see if you can fire off some picks, especially if somebody's, you know, jonesing to get back into the rookie draft there. Um, I think that's a great strategy. So let's talk about a young guy who has a lot more competition now in Houston. It is Christian Harris, number 42 on the list. He is 22.4 years old. 89% of snaps across 12 games, averaged 11.6 points per game. But Addy, he was god-awful across the board on the PFF grades, with the exception of the pass rush, 64.5, but a 28.3 overall grade. Now, we're not talking about all 22, where your PFF grades are earning you your points for fantasy, but 
This is a situation where the team, the new regime, told us this offseason, we want to get some reinforcements in here. And uh, I think this could be a make-or-break season for Christian Harris in terms of his outlook because D'Amico Ryans is coming from linebacking excellence. Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw and Christian Harris, unless he can turn this around in year two, year three, I worry about this guy long-term. Yeah, 28.3 PFF grade is not going to cut it. That 29.6 covered grade is not going to cut it. Um, Yeah, and he's got some solid linebackers there with him. And like you mentioned, D'Amico Ryans knows what a good linebacker is. So, I mean, it's going to be glaring if if he's still this bad in year two. Uh, but I mean, did you talk you, about doghouse. I think this guy could get easily <laughs> to make Ryan's doghouse. But there's good linebackers there. There Dendel are Perriman, one of the most underrated linebackers in this league. I think my exposure at this point is is maybe a eighty five percent. It's a tad unhealthy, but you've got him at LB fifty three versus Christian Harris at LB thirty three. So, folks, yeah, let's maybe let's maybe uh, start to kind of flip this a little bit here because I think. Uh, I mean, that's obvious. Christian Harris has dropped eight spots here in the last five drafts. And let's see if you've single-handedly pushed Perry. Yeah, Perry, Perryman's up almost 10 spots by ADP. So, But still, I don't think he's going to end up where Christian Harris is by the end of the no. offseason. So, no. And um, then, you know, there's still Christian Kirksey there. Corey Littleton's there now. He's there. Uh, they drafted Henry uh, 2020202. Ooh, that they did. Yeah, so it's. I think they are signaling to us, like, Harris, we, we, I think... I think we'll give I, you a shot. Yeah, I think they're going to roll him out there. And it may be alongside Christian Kirksey. It may be alongside Denzel Perryman. If you had to tab the two starting linebackers, who are the guys week one for the Houston Texans? Perryman and Harris. I think start. so, too. I, I think and they brought Harris in Perryman for a reason. A short leash. Yep. I think they could yank him, put in Kirksey, put in... Littleton, Kirksey may in, not make it through all this. It's he, true. He could be, but it, you know, they may go with the rookie. They may, they may go with old Henry from from Alabama. So. Henry T. So, uh, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I, I know the hype has been strong for Christian Harris, and I understand. You know, if it does end up, if he ends up being the guy, if he ends up taking a huge step in year two, yes. I mean, if you're getting getting him as LB thirty three, I think you're saying, yep, that could that could easily be a huge value. And but he, it's just a lot of risk. And he does have D'Amico Ryan's, who mm. obviously. Coached up these guys as well. They were tremendous talents, but you could make the case that, yeah, he knows what linebacking excellence looks like. It is not going to tolerate poor play. You could also make the case that he's going to coach up Christian Harris, and this could be a huge turnaround year for the guy. And also, didn't Ryans play at Alabama as well? I believe so. Where Harris played, you know. A lot of connections. That's uh, that's, going to tug on his heartstrings. A lot of synergy. Yeah. You love to see it. Let's talk about Willie Gay Jr. This one, this offseason hurt my heart. Because I was so excited for Willie Gay to continue to be that explosive LB2 playmaker. But then you see the Leo Chanel video where he's Spider-Manning up the side of a two-story Decker bus. And then you see the team go out and sign one of the most productive linebackers from all of 2022 in Drew Tranquil. And so now, Addy, we have Willie Gay sitting here at number 41 overall, 25.3 years old. He's on his rookie deal, UFA, next season, 2024. 69% snap share, 13 games played, 14.7 
points per game. This guy is a dynamo when he is out there, but I have a feeling your ranking reflects the fact that this is a very muddy room with a line with a defensive coordinator who has historically been a thorn in the side of IDP managers when it comes to his linebacker usage. So I think this ranking reflects a little bit of that frustration and ambiguity. Yes, right. And everyone recognizes the situation he's in, right? Everyone kind of realizes, oh, this was not good for his value, what happened this offseason. So you're going to have to be a little more patient with Willie Gay. It's probably not going to happen in 2020. He'll have his weeks. He's going to have – that's what he does. He's a playmaker. When they put him out there, he's going to make plays. So he will he will have his little splash weeks, but he's not going to have he's not going to be averaging fourteen point seven points per game. I just think with Drew Tranquil there, he is not going to have the sort of runway that he no. had last season with Leo Chanel still developing right. as a rookie. So and so because of that his value will take a hit right in season. Like people are not going to be hyped up for him. Nope. But he's going to be a free agent. That's right. He's gonna probably get a decent deal out of. I think so. we've seen we saw the the linebackers that got deals this past free agency. A lot of man linebackers yep. that, that ended up in really nice situations. Could he get the Bobby Okereke deal? Maybe not that, but he, I think could, get he's, a, he could get a, um, a TJ Edwards, Edwards type deal. Something he could get three yeah. years, 20, you know, 21 million, something like that. I could see that for sure. So, you know, I think that there's a, there's a good chance that Willie Gay has a big opportunity in, in 2024. And the way we have seen him produce, it's, it's pretty electric. It's, it's a type of player you want on your team. 14.7 points per game, then that's LB1 type territory. So, Absolutely. Um, and again, that was on what, 70% snap share? So it wasn't yep. even full 100%. So maybe he gets 100% somewhere else. Um, and I'd if say that, that happens, I mean, Will's up. I think he's below that number for 2023. If I had to peg it, oh. I'd say somewhere around like 60% maybe deployment yeah, in an he, ideal situation. Right. I think he takes a step back this year, right? On, on his snap, just because, I mean, there's Drew just, Tranquil's a good linebacker. Mm-hmm. I think I could see him usurping Willie Gay's role. And Chanel, they'll probably want to use him a little more. I know. It's like, who is the odd man out here? Yeah. They it, brought in Drew Tranquil for a reason. So what was the deficiency they saw where they wanted to, you know, kind of shore up this position? Yeah. It's frustrating for us, but, you know, it's it's uh, real life NFL. I mean, you want as many good linebackers right. as you can have. Stack you know, a strength upon a strength. That was Tranquil who wanted to go there and, and be a part of that team and try and get a ring. So, I mean, that's that that's something I guess you do have to kind of keep in mind with those good teams like that, you know, those front-running teams. There are going to be vets that maybe try and, you know, link up and, and run one of these young guys. Link and like, build yep, yep. to the uh, detriment of Willie Gay. Going as LB44, so a nice value in best ball right now because, again, spike weeks – yeah, you get but to still, I'm not ride interested. the wave. I'm not interested. I'm I'm going somewhere else at that point. So around him, Jordan Hicks, LB forty three. I'd like him better. JOK, LB forty two. Jerome Baker, LB forty six. Cody Barton, LB forty five. I like most of those linebackers. I think more. if I'm fishing in that pond, I'm probably going Willie Gay. Yeah, I feel like most of those linebackers, like everyone you mentioned, is probably going to get at least like. 70% of the snaps, right? Yeah. Whereas Willie Gay, I mean, 40 to 60% somewhere in that range. We'll see. I am extremely nervous for what Spagnolo is going to do to my beloved Willie Gay shares this yeah. season. So so I think, you know, if uh, if that does happen, I think you need to be ready to maybe send out some offers for Willie Gay in season because I would I would expect scoop that. Scoop him thing. up so low. I mean, just hold on. If you got him, and I'm, he may be dropped. I mean, and there may there that that could easily happen. I don't know what his contract is in our RSO league, but I 
extended Bobby Okereke. Now he's with the Giants. Primo situation. I may do the same with Willie Gay and just gamble that he's going to end up in a nice spot Yeah. after this season. Right. I mean, is, is Willie Gay one of those guys that we feel confident about like five years down the line? No. But if he does get that contract next year, I mean, I feel like you you got you know another two to three yep. year window type guy. Absolutely, and that's when you flip him, right? Whenever he lands in that new opportunity, maybe you enjoy that first year or whatever. But then you get rid of him. Then you flip him. Yep. Yeah. So let's talk about a guy we just mentioned. It is Jerome Baker clocking in at number forty for the Miami Dolphins. Twenty six point four years old. He's a UFA in twenty twenty five. The team has an out in twenty twenty four. Eighty nine percent snap share. Across 17 games played, 10.8 points per game. Addy, I'm curious why you have Jerome Baker one spot ahead of Willie Gay because this is a guy, you talk about unsexy linebackers. Jerome Baker is about as unsexy as it gets for Dynasty IDP. Yeah, I agree. But, I mean, this guy just continues to produce, right? I mean, he's done it pretty much for the last, like, three, four years ever since he's got to Miami. I mean, he's just... Um, He's someone that no one likes, but he's he's always like a solid LB3 for you, you know. Um, even last year, I know he was a little down, 10.8 points per game, but he still had those moments where, you know, you couldn't get him out of your lineup. He has those big splash weeks because he's one of the linebackers in the league that rushes the passer more. Um, yeah, so he 87.9 will, pass rush grade by PFF. Yeah, so, I mean, he will get you those sacks and those, those big plays. I mean, and when you have that sitting as like your LB3, LB4, that's very nice. Yeah, so I think he's a nice little asset to have that a lot of people don't like, so you can acquire for pretty cheap. And, uh, yeah, just a nice little plug-and-play linebacker for you. Vic Fangio, new defensive coordinator. we got to wonder how they're going to deploy this guy, bringing in David Long. Is this a situation where Jerome Baker maybe gets used a little more like a Baron Browning kind of you know rush-off-the-edge kind of guy? He did have six TFLs, four sacks, seven QB hits. So I'll be curious to see how he's deployed in a Vic Fangio defense because if there's one thing Fangio is good at, not necessarily the best head coach in the world, I think Bronco fans would agree there, but a brilliant defensive mind that is going to put these guys in the best positions to succeed. So I could see Jerome Baker and David Long having career seasons with this guy at the helm. I think so. That is a very fun team. Uh, I mean, that's a team that honestly has, again, AFC is uh, loaded, too loaded. But I mean, man, that's a team that you could talk yourself into maybe being like a Super Bowl candidate. Absolutely. It all, you know, it the depends defense is on that good. the defense is that good. The offense was humming. Remember that shootout with the Bills where players were like yeah. collapsing on the field because it was so hot in Miami. Yeah. I mean, we need Tua to stay healthy, but we have WKU legend Mike White there backing them up. So, so maybe we don't need him to stay healthy. Yeah, it's I think yeah maybe just take some time off Tua. Go uh, go visit your family and ponder your future. You hate that uh, little soundbite from the offseason, him contemplating retirement. That's scary stuff. It's not. I can't stuff. blame him. I yeah. can't blame him. But uh, if you got a, what, 20, probably five-year-old talking about retirement a few years into his career. Yeah, not good. Not good. So let's talk about a guy who is good. We hope he's good. We'll see. It's our first rookie on the list at number 39. It is DeMarvion Overshown from the Dallas Cowboys. Little Halo Overkill reference there for us nerds out there. 22.8 years old. Uh He graded very well by PFF last season. 12 games played, 712 snaps, 96 total tackles, 10 TFLs, 4 sacks, 5 pass 
breakups. Addy, I remember you saying on the landing spot pod of the mock draft episode that whenever that fourth linebacker goes off the board, there's like a bell that goes off in your head. And you're like, all right, time to take the next, the last yep. of the top five linebackers and overshone a lot of times is that guy that you're selecting. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I always hope it's Dorian Williams. I want I don't I want Dorian Williams the most. But yeah, there's a lot of times that I'm having to settle for DeMarvin Overshone. And that's fine. Again, I I'm I'm totally fine. I like those I, I basically feel the same about, you know, linebacker two through linebacker six. You got Dorian Williams next at thirty eight. We're gonna talk about him here in just a minute. So Yeah. But Overshone just I mean, draft capital was pretty solid, third round pick. Um, like you mentioned, really good college production. Um, was really good at getting in the backfield in college, 30 and a half tackles for loss. That worked out to 0.78 tackles for loss per game. That is very, very good for a linebacker. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, just in, in Dallas, you know, it's Damone Clark, who was a former late-round pick, who he got an opportunity last year. But, I mean, I don't think there's – I don't think that uh, he's going to be anyone that's going to threaten DeMarvion uh as far as dynasty goes. And then LVE, you know, a guy that we kind of know what he is. He's, is he going to be a hundred percent snap share type guy? I don't think so. I think like the, the best we'll see out of LV is like 80% at yep. this point. And then he always carries his own injury risk, right? Always. So, Leighton Vanderneck. It's just, it's just wide open there in Dallas. And uh, yeah, I mean, they, they spent, you know, third round capital for a reason. Uh, that was a definite need for them. I think they uh, brought back LVE just to kind of bridge the gap a little mm-hmm. bit. I think LVE. It was a one-year deal, right? Yeah, we'll get some run. Uh, Overshown going as LB80 right now. Uh, Damone Clark going as LB73. And then, uh, yeah, Leighton Vandernet going as LB63. So all of these, if you want to take your shot on these yep. Cowboys linebackers, you're not going to have to pay a lot. I think the market is still trying to suss out who they like best of this group. So, Get in there and call your shot. Now's yeah. the time to do it. And I don't remember which of the all 22 guys it was, but they were very high. They were. Marvian. Uh, I think one of the guys took him like in the third round of that that rookie mock we did. So yep. he's got big fans out there. Also remember this guy played at Texas, so you love the uh, the hometown boy. Going to stay right. home in Dallas. Oh, uh, Jared loves that. Yes, sir. Brings a tear to his eye. Yes, sir. Give me chills, Josh. You need to get that looked at. You're still having chills. I'm worried about you. Well, let's talk about number 38 on the list because it is a very fun player that we are all excited about. It is Dorian Williams, Buffalo Bills. We saw the hype on Twitter that he is getting work as the middle linebacker. And I think it's going to be a battle between him and Terrell Bernard to see who is that linebacker alongside Matt Milano and uh, that talk about training camp battles to watch. That is going to be near the top of the list for me in terms of who can win that job because it's very profitable. As we know, Tremaine Edmonds uh, going and getting a whole Brinks truck worth of cash this off season uh, in large part because of how that Buffalo defense propped him up because you know, around this table, we are not necessarily the biggest Tremaine Edmonds fans. He's been underwhelming most of his career. So now Dorian Williams or Terrell Bernard is going to get their crack alongside the handsome one, Matt Milano. But man, mega producer Dorian Williams, 849 snaps, 14 games played, 132 total tackles, 8.5 tackles for loss, five sacks, two INTs, seven pass breakups, two forced fumbles, 83.3 overall and 87 in coverage. 
Eddie, I'm getting more and more excited the more I talk about Dorian Williams. Yeah, I love Dorian Williams. We've we've already mentioned uh, we've done a clip about Dorian Williams, I think. Right? That we did. So I mean, yeah, more of that. Uh, he has a 15.6 percent tackle rate. That was one of the highest among all these linebackers uh, that we like. Um, and just yeah, uber productive. Really good athlete. 8.81 RAS score. Uh, ran a 4.4940 at 6.1228. Uh, really good length. 34 inch arms. So, I mean, just really, really, really good player. Is good there prospect. a box he does not check? No, he's pretty much checking all of them. I, I, mean, I mean, we would like the capital have been higher, but I mean. Nobody got capital besides Jack Campbell. Right, right. I mean, yeah, Drew Sanders didn't get the capital. I mean, yeah, it was. Um, so, yeah, it's fine. I mean, he still was, I think, what, linebacker six out of mm-hmm. everybody. So, yeah, I love this landing spot. I, uh, I think, unfortunately, Terrell Bernard is uh, not going to be the guy here. Yeah. It's Dorian I th- Williams. I think Evan Ronda, every time he hears Dorian Williams' name come up, has like a sort of like yeah. Vietnam flashback kind of reaction. Um, but even if he's not the guy to start out the season, which I think he will be, I think if I'm calling my shot, I think Williams earns that role alongside Milano. But even if he doesn't, I just don't think you're keeping this guy off yeah. the field. I really don't. I, I think, think so he's going to make his way onto the field and into our hearts. Now, I am a little surprised to see number 37, Trenton Simpson, ahead of Dorian Williams of the Baltimore Ravens here. Uh, Of course, they declined Pat Queen's option, so he's going to be the guy, at least in 2024, presumably, alongside Roquan Smith. Um, 622 snaps last season. He's 22 years old, 12 games played. 72 total tackles, four TFLs, two and a half sacks, three pass breakups, and two forced fumbles. 68.7 overall defensive grade. Addy, I thought you would have Dorian Williams above Trenton Simpson. What makes you put the Ravens rookie here at 37? Well, they're all right there together, right? Dorian Williams was 39. I think Dorian's taking this personally. Yeah, I understand. I, I, I probably will actually update these because, I mean, personally, I do I do prefer Dorian Williams. But like I mentioned before, with these ranks, I do also keep in mind, like, the market value and what other people, you know, think about these guys. You think Simpson has a higher market value right now yes, than Dorian Williams? I, I sure do because, I mean, you look, we have, we have the proof. We have the ADP of these rookie drafts. I'm going to pull that up as you're – talking about it and it's it's Trenton Simpson I mean he's he's pretty much going as linebacker four in pretty much every single draft I've done this offseason uh and Dorian Williams is usually LB5 or LB6 with the Marvin Overshone so yes I think more people are higher on Trenton Simpson also remember I mean pre-draft like people were putting Trenton Simpson as like one or two at least at worst three Mm -hmm. so um you know, that still holds weight. People still are going to cling on to, to those pre-draft takes and stuff. And, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, he's been LB4. At the, you're going to LB4. Yeah. It's like you know what you're talking about, Addy. Sitting at about ADP of um, around 36. So right at the end of the third round is where you're looking at Trenton Simpson. And Dorian Williams is going as LB5 around uh, ADP of 58. Yeah. So that is, uh, I mean, that's near the end of the fifth round. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, how many shares does uh, Addy have of Trenton Simpson? Zero. How many shares 
do you have of Dorian Williams? And DeMarvin, uh, I'd say probably five to six. I'm curious, yeah, because he was LB5. So look at the gap there between LB4, Trenton Simpson, at 36 overall, and then Dorian Williams at 58. It doesn't make sense. And also, like, two-round difference. And who has the better opportunity next year, this year? In 2023. I think Dorian Williams, because I don't and think... And DeMarvian, right? Yes. Over I don't, Trenton. I don't think he's getting... I don't think Trenton Simpson is getting on the field over Pat Queen. Yeah, I agree. Uh, minus an injury, but I think... And even if he does, like, what can you expect year one, right? Yeah. Like, Dorian and DeMarvian have legit chances to be 90% guys as soon yep. as they get out there, right? Yeah. Roquan Smith is going to be the guy. Yeah. I think it's going to be Pat Queen. So, I think Trenton Simpson is a play for 2024. Mm-hmm. And then you're looking at uh, a guy who, I mean, when is he going to ascend to the LB1 chair there, right. if ever? Right. And we could see, I think Overshone has the clearest path to LB1 for his team. Yep. Matt Milano, I think, just signed an extension with the Bills. So he's going to be there for a long time. They love this guy. Yep. And so I think Dorian Williams is probably at best an LB2 on that team. Um, so, yeah, I think... So yeah, I have all these guys right next to each other. But yes, I I, I know that Trenton Simpson is is higher than Dorian and Demarvian, but I do prefer Dorian. Yeah. Well, there you go. But market says Trenton Simpson probably a little more valuable. So, so something yeah. to keep in mind as well, folks. Yeah, if you're in the fourth round, you can trade back into the fifth. Yeah, and go know? get you Dorian Williams and add another pick. You know, that's that's the move to make. Yep. So let's talk about number 36. And if we're talking about best ball shares and exposure, uh, there's probably no manager out there who has more shares of a player than Johnny the Greek has of C.J. Mosley, as he has joked before. He is one C.J. Mosley ACL away from best ball apocalypse. You have the New York Jets linebacker here at your LB36 for Dynasty. He is 31 years old. He is a UFA in 2025 with an out this year, so I don't think he's going anywhere, but just something to keep in mind. 2022 stats, he played 98% of snaps across 17 games, 11.3 points per game, 158 total tackles. He had five TFLs, a pick, a sack, a fumble recovery, seven pass breakups, and three QB hits, 69.8 overall grade. C.J. Mosley is about as unsexy yet productive as they come, Addy. Yep, and he's one of those guys that I think you can expect, like elite-level production for another two to three years, right? Yep. And so maybe, you know, I don't know if, if would you do Dorian Williams? Would you would you prefer Dorian Williams or CJ Mosley? For 2023 or for Dynasty? For Dynasty. Dorian Williams. Me too. Yep. Me too. It's close though. But they're all that's why they're all right there together, right? Because there's something to be said too for Dynasty rankings when you're factoring in rookies is largely projection. Mm-hmm. And we have to acknowledge that there is value in a proven commodity, even if the upside isn't there compared to these unknown sexy assets that are these rookies, the floor is much more filled in and known with these older veterans like CJ Mosley, whereas the floor could be, you know, out of the league in three years for some of these guys. We're all optimistic and starry-eyed right now, folks, but we've seen a lot of these linebackers that got a lot of hype. I mean, we just talked about JOK was a top 15 dynasty LB. 
now barely clinging on to LB4 uh, relevance here. You know, number 48 overall for Addy. So I think that is something to keep in mind here is like, oh, why is CJ Mosley at 31 years old ahead of these rookies? There's something to be said for certainty, Addy. Yeah, we've gotten burnt a lot. Yes, exactly. This is just a little bit of a hedge, a little bit of protecting yourself. We do get excited. I mean, we're going to continue to get excited. But, yeah, Mosley's been a baller. I mean, look, 2022, he was uh, in points per game, LB16 with 13.6 points per game. 2021, 13.7 points per game. That was LB14. 2020 was the COVID year. Uh, and then 2019, he was he was actually LB2, averaging 16.8 points per game. So he's definitely taken a step down from that level. But still, for, you know, around 14 a game. That's like a high end linebacker too. I mean, that's that's we love that. Yeah, so that all day, and uh, he is one of the very few players I will say that is going appropriately in these best ball drafts at LB nineteen right now. Oh man, that yeah. feels that feels good. I think I would look at him as like a mid range LB two uh, with LB one upside. You know, depending on how the top of the kind of pecking order shakes out, but uh, you know what you're getting. With C.J. Mosley, it's like um, less sexy Fred Warner. Yeah, you're going to get, you know, LB two all day with some LB one weeks. Yep. So yeah, just I mean, just something a, to be said for that. Great safe option. Really good, I mean, decent linebacker. I think probably not really good, but a guy that you know he's solid. He's solid. He's the he's, definition he's, of solid, and he's held a starting job for. Probably going on, what, like eight or nine years at this point? Something to be said for that. Not a lot of guys can do that. Right. So let's move to number 35. It is one of the best names in the NFL and one of the best opportunities for IDP in 2023. It is Divine Diablo, the fighting chicken. Shout out John Macri. Make sure you all check out the PFF Fantasy Podcast. Our boy doing big things over there. But the Las Vegas Raiders, Divine Diablo, they brought in Big Bob Spillane, who's a nice value later in drafts. But we forget just how well Divine Diablo started off the season. He's 24.8 years old. He played 87% of snaps across eight games in 2022. 10.2 points per game, 74 total tackles, one TFL, one PBU. A graded 58.4 overall defensive grade. Uh, with a 71.1 run defense. So, um, I don't know, Addy. I, I I have Divine Diablo in our main league. I'm very excited. I think he's being slept on a little bit. And uh, this feels right, kind of right on that, like, LB3-4 borderline for Dynasty 4 Double D. Yeah, I honestly, I think the hype for Double D is a little much, but I do really like his opportunity in 2023. Um, and so I'm aware of, you know, People love this guy. And the, the name, people love that name. It's it's the name. It's a lot of fun. Get the name, get the fun. tattoos, get the hair, and you'll inflate your, That's right. at least inflate your fantasy value. I can't guarantee it's going to get you picked high in the NFL draft. But 100% it matters. And, yeah, and it's it's marketing people. For us idiots, it matters. Yes, absolutely. I mean, we constantly talk about mullets on this show. Yeah. So, Divine Diablo, though, going as LB40 right now. That's a good value. That's I, mean, he, uh, I he, like that a lot. He really could be a monster this year. I mean, yeah, it's just him and Spillane, um, who also I, I like. Uh, I think he could be a, another really good value. Um, but, but yeah, I, I do worry about Divine Diablo uh, 
2024 and beyond, right? Because yeah. the capital, the draft capital wasn't the highest. I think he was a third round pick, maybe. Um, I have that here, but I don't want to. I don't want to look. I'll look. I'll look while you're talking. So you know that's that's solid capital, but I mean, yeah, he was could, three three point one six, so the sixteenth okay. pick of the third round. So that's good, but that can easily be replaced. also converted safety. Yeah. So it's Could just be a, a smaller type also didn't finish the year. Exactly. So sort of like a JOK, I worry about double D holding up. So and JOK also one, one time, you know, IDP darling. Yep. Divine Diablo also kind of an IDP darling. Yes. So big Bob Spillane at LB 78 is a delicious value. Yeah. Give me Spillane. Yeah, I think so. I really do because as much as I love, Double D, and I think he could be a monster. With these smaller guys, you just have to worry about them holding up over the course of the season. And he's had trouble finishing, you know, seasons here recently, just like JOK. So um, LB40 is pretty nice considering where he could finish this year. But uh, I would much rather just take Big Bob there at LB78 and basically get him for free. Yeah. But for Dynasty, yeah, I like his outlook for this season. Splane could be great this year. He could easily be like a Cody Barton of last year. Yes. Stinky, but mm-hmm. startable. Yep. <laughs> that should be a segment. Pretty good. Stinky, but startable with a little bit of <laughs> players that make you say, Woo! I haven't used the board enough tonight. Yes, sir. So let's talk about the next guy on the list. Number 34, it is Jamin Davis. I still haven't gotten over the sting of flag planting this guy, and then he drove that flag right through my heart. But 24.5 years old. 24.5. That's true. He is a young gun. I do like his opportunity. I moved him up in the redraft ranks just today because I do think this is the breakout year for Jamin Davis. 85% snap share, 16 games played. 11 points per game, 104 total tackles, 9 TFLs, 3 sacks, 2 fumble recoveries, a pass breakup, 5 QB hits, which makes sure you're scoring that in your league, folks. 62.9 overall grade with a 75.7 tackle grade. Uh, I think this could be the year for Jamin Davis, Addy. I'm getting a little more optimistic, and I'm ready to be hurt again. Yeah, it's, uh, well, you know, our mullet boy's gone, but then Cody Barton's. Here comes old stink boy. <laughs> yeah, goodbye, Cole. Hello, Cody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Two of the whitest names. It's the Sam and Trey of the linebacker yeah. position. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you got you feel pretty good about jamming just because, I mean, Cody Barton, I mean, he's he's fine, but uh, he's mainly just a body. Um, so, I think John Macri would argue with the fine designation for Cody Cody Farton more like it. <laughs> yeah, he's not good. But remember, we thought the same thing about Singleton. They can turn it around. You never know. <laughs> never, you never know. know. You never know. But, uh, I mean, low-key, that stat line's pretty solid, you know? 104 tackles, nine tackles for loss, three sacks. So, I mean, he's, he's making things happen in the back. Do you have the splits? I think I remember Macri saying that – Jamin Davis played a lot better near the back half of the season as he took on more of the LB1 type of role. His snap count increased, uh, his production increased. So it was like an arrow up to end the season kind of thing. So I'm curious uh, if you have the splits, what did he look like to start the season and end the season? I do, Josh. Um, Of course you do. So weeks one through nine, 10.56 points per game. And then weeks 10 through 18, it went up a whole point, 11 and a half points. So there you go. A little bit of an uptick, a little bit of a reason for optimism headed into um, 
2023. And yeah, for dynasty, I mean, first round draft capital definitely helps this guy. I think if he was like a third round pick, we're probably like, yeah, Jamin Davis get to like into the forties or fifties. Now they probably don't pick up his option. I'd say Washington. Yeah. It's uh, I mean, we'll see what happens this year, but you know, if you talk about a coaching staff, that's on the, on the ropes here, got new ownership coming in. They're going to want to get their guy in there. They're going to want to take a quarterback. Think about David Tepper in Carolina. What happened there? New coach, new quarterback. I think this is a, a pivotal year for the commandos. And um, yeah, I would say at this point, you're probably right. Not picking up Davis's fifth year option, but he'll, you know, he'll have an opportunity to go somewhere else. Former first round pick. He does have production, you know, on his resume. So he'll get an opportunity. He'll linger around for a little bit longer. Um, but again, not one of those guys that I'm, uh, going out of way to acquire no i don't think so well you're not going out of your way to acquire really any linebackers that is true that's a great point don't do it yeah lb 39 so would you rather go jamin davis or divine diablo if you're fishing in that area for a linebacker or shaq thompson at lb 41 or jok at lb 42 probably shaq thompson think shaq shaq thompson of those four yeah probably so I'm, right. I'm but i'm not fishing there you're not fishing there? No, sir. It's not a pond. I like to fish in, brother. I don't like I don't like that collection of four, really. I don't yeah. have a lot of those. Uh, Alex Singleton, LB37. Demario no. Davis, LB38. I like those better. Okay, so that's the pond. You're just a few, few you know, about a few hundred yards up the, up the right. way there. That's right. Different fishing hole. All right, let's keep it rolling. Love my farm. Love my farm. Love to fish and hunt and drink beer out the back of a yes, truck. Sir, dress up in that camo. That's right. Get you some Carhartt and some. Mm-hmm. Get you lipper. Get you. <laughs> there was a what was that hilarious video that uh, we got sent on Instagram with the dude just packing in the lippers. <laughs> uh, we'll have to share that out on the social media. One of the better. The Twitter has been a literal hellscape here recently, but yeah. uh, this was, I think this was Instagram. So I'm not on the gram, but we occasionally get some videos sent to us. And uh, yeah, that was a good one. Do you remember that one? I don't it was, remember. It was the old guy that was like, I think he was a homeless guy. And these guys are like trying to get directions to find out where all the babes are. And they're giving them dip and they just keep forcing <laughs> them to pack. He's got a mouthful of dip. We'll send out this video, folks. It is quite hilarious. Uh, speaking of chewing tobacco, sound off if you've uh, your dipper. If you, <laughs> yeah. you know, what your first dipping experience was like. I imagine it's it was like everyone's. You got very Bad. sick. <laughs> yes, yeah. not good. Let's talk about number thirty-three. Who is good? Zaire Franklin, Indianapolis Colts, twenty-six point nine years old, three years, ten million dollar deal, UFA twenty twenty-five. They do have an out this year. They're not going to take it. Zaire Franklin is going to be either the LB1 if Shaq Leonard continues to struggle with health or at worst, the LB2 in the Bobby Okereke role. He was a 100% snap player across 17 games last season, 16 points per game, LB3 overall, an absolutely monster season from Zaire Franklin. I'm sure that the reason for the ranking here, Addy, age, little bit of an uncertain future, uh, but for 2023, I don't think there are many linebackers you can feel more confident in than Zaire Franklin. No. Yeah, and um, now that I'm looking at the contract, man, he is <laughs> going to be very underpaid. Oh, yes. He signed a three-year, $10 million deal, I'm guessing probably last offseason. Uh, the Colts do have an out, but they're not going to take it. Um, 
because I mean that's a, that's a great value. I mean, remember this guy wore the captain patch. That's right. That means a lot to you. It means a lot. You're so, paying attention to the captain patch. The Colts like him. Um, yeah, and that captain patch proves it, man. But yeah, 16 points per game, LB three. I mean, that's absurd. Uh, this is a guy that, if you have him, you need to be thinking about selling him. Oh, probably, you need to cash out. Probably not right now, just because it's the off season. But once the season starts and everyone's looking for linebackers, that's when to do it. I think you have to be careful. You're playing kind of a game of chicken with Shaq Leonard's health and the reports on his health. Because what if it's like full steam ahead? Shaq Leonard's going to be ready week one. Zaire Franklin's value takes a little bit of a dip. But if you come out on the other side of that, and it's like Shaq Leonard's had a setback, looking like maybe the pup list. I mean, there are that is going to skyrocket his value because everyone's going to be thinking, oh, my God, LB3 again. Yeah. So it depends on what you can get, right? Yes, what, absolutely. What you have to give up to get a guy like this. Like, if you have to give up a third, or were you giving that up to go get Zaire? I mean, that's not honestly not bad. If you're like a win-now type yes. team. It depends on the context. If I'm in a situation where adding a Zaire Franklin could put me over the top, get me into the playoffs, make me a strong contender. Yeah, I would I would flip a third for Zaire Franklin, absolutely. Because I think for 2023, he is one of the safest assets because we know his range of outcomes is either the LB1 for the Colts, and we saw that last year, and it was an LB3 finish, or it is the Bobby Okereke role, and maybe he's like a high-end LB2 at worst. Yeah, What what is the uh, ADP? ADP is LB6 right now, so you got to pay up for this guy. So yeah. I don't know. I don't have any Zaire Franklin. See, I don't believe in him that much. Yes. Just a little rich. Yeah. Because I think the world exists in which Shaq Leonard, uh, who is going as LB7. Oh, my God. Right? I think there is a chance in which he is healthy and plays 100% of the snaps. Like, that is possible. It's probably like a 5% outcome. Yeah. But it is possible. And if that happens... Zaire Franklin is probably finishing closer to like LB 15 to 18 range. So Josh, as a Colts fan, how many shares of Shaq Leonard and Zaire Franklin have you drafted this offseason? Zero. zero. Absolutely zero. Because those ADPs are out of control. Yes. And I think one of them could be profitable. One of them, yes. I think so. But it, it's a kind of a toss-up. It's a coin flip, and I just don't want to uh, make that bet. I just would rather go elsewhere. If you have to make the bet, though, you're going Zaire. I'm going Zaire because the floor for Shaq Leonard is injured, plays two games, and we've seen that. This is not like uh, projecting a small injury sample. No, this guy has been snake bit with injuries ever since his rookie year. I mean, uh, so, you know, and different types of injuries. So it does worry me to death that the floor could completely fall out underneath Shaq Leonard. So there you go. Zaire Franklin, a very interesting asset from both a dynasty and redraft perspective. A win-now asset. Yes, absolutely. So I would actually have him maybe ahead of this next guy you've got here, Jermaine Pratt at number 32, Cincinnati Bengals. Went back to the Bengals. We were kind of lamenting the fact that we didn't get to see this guy on a new team be the LB1 or at least secure a little more of a snap share somewhere else. Uh, but returns to the Bengals on a three-year, $20.25 million deal. He played 76% of snaps in 2022 across 15 games, 11.2 points per game, scored very well by PFF, 80.6 overall, and a 90.1 in coverage. 
Jermaine Pratt is really good, Addy. He just happens to be stuck behind Logan Wilson. Right. For now. For now. For now. But um, so last year, 76% snap share for Jermaine. I feel like that's going to go up a little bit. I could see that settling around, you know, 80 to 85%. I could see it. Now he's got the, his new deal too, right? Um, but also with Logan Wilson, this team is about to be cash-strapped. They're going to have to pay Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, who knows there. Um, they're just going to have a lot, you know, Trey Hendrickson's, his deal's coming up. He's probably going to walk. But they're going to have a lot of issues as far as uh, money goes. And so I don't know that they're going to be able to pay Logan Wilson. Logan Wilson, UFA in 2024. You've got it here in the... Dynasty ranks. I feel like Logan Wilson, if once he hits the free agent market, he's probably going to be the highest paid linebacker out there. So I agree. Cincinnati is not going to be able to keep him. So Jermaine Pratt could be the LB one next season. He could be the LB one. They could season. go the rookie route, but even if not, he's going to be at worst like an LB three yes. type, right? So that's valuable. It is. I mean, that's 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 safe, and he's a good player. He get a good player. Got paid. Stayed with the team, um, you know that that drafted him. So I mean, I really like I really like all that uh, when it comes to Jermaine Pratt. So yeah, I'm always going to be higher probably on Jermaine Pratt than most people. But this has been a guy that um, I've been a fan of for the last three four years, and people have kind of been down on him. But I mean, he's a guy that you're able to use pretty much every single season at some point. And I think uh, as as you know, time goes on, I think you're going to be able to use him even more. Yep. He is uh, sort of in that unsexy category with a CJ Mosley mm-hmm. and just so happens to be ranked a little bit higher than Mosley, I'm sure, because of the age. Right, 27. And Mosley's you see 31. a potentially ascending situation where this guy could be the LB1 sitting in the Logan Wilson chair next offseason. Yeah. And it's possible the Bengals said, hey, man, we're not probably not going to be able to keep Logan Wilson next season. Come back. We'll sign you to a you know relatively nice deal. And we'll give you a shot to be the LB1 in 2024. We see it a lot, though, with these linebackers that kind of have these late careers you yep. know, that surge, like Denzel Perriman, Demario Davis. Like, Devondre Campbell. Right. We could easily see Jermaine Pratt as being that same type of linebacker. You have to stick around long enough not to be replaced, yep. right, and just kind of shuffled off and, and forgotten by the NFL. Um, and a lot of times you will earn that opportunity if you can stick around. So I hope it's coming for Jermaine Pratt. I, I want to see this guy get the 90-plus percent of snaps roll. And uh, could it be coming in 2024? We'll see. But the possibility is out there, and that is very appealing for and he's Dynasty. Cheap. Yeah, exactly. In a startup, like he's going to be going super late. Nobody, Nobody wants Jermaine no one, Pratt. Exactly. Yeah, the market. Let's see where the market is right now. LB50. Wow. So that's pretty nice. That's just dumb. Yeah. And what's Logan Free Wilson? Free money. What's Logan Wilson? What do you think? I bet he is... Eight or nine. He is... Let's see. LB11. Wow. So a little bit... Uh, still an LB1. Going ahead of TJ Edwards. Going ahead of Bobby Wagner. Matt no. Milano. Dre Greenlaw. Bobby Wagner. Just another insane value. Is he on this list? I don't think he's on this list. I don't think he is. Oh, man. Single tier. Single tier for B Wags, but thank well, you for your service. Anybody. I mean, we we do love B Wags. He has been amazing, and that guy has been. I'm pretty sure every single year, like a, a top twelve linebacker yep. as far as points per game goes. But he's old. He's old. He's this like, is probably the end of the line, folks. Not a lot. Of, yeah, he's not going to get a lot more chances. I don't think. No. Talk about windows. That's a one year window for sure. Yep. Maybe two years if he discovers the fountain of youth or a undetectable steroid. Yep. 
So number 31 on the list, we talked about Jermaine Pratt staying with the team that drafted him. Our next guy on the list at 31 is a player that switched teams following his defensive coordinator from New Orleans over to Atlanta. It's Caden Ellis, 27.9 years old, signed a three-year $21.5 million deal. Not bad money for Caden Ellis. Played 56% of snaps across 17 games, 10.3 points per game, but had six TFLs and seven sacks to go along with 10 QB hits. Addy, this guy is a very interesting player for IDP. Are you more or less excited with him in Atlanta versus where he was in New Orleans? I think I'm going to be more excited. I mean, opportunity-wise, I mean, it's just Troy Anderson, and then you got Michael Walker, which you know. Um, and that's it, I think. I mean, there's probably someone else I'm forgetting. but I think that's it. Yeah, so, I mean, there's there's nothing there. Uh, and Kay Nellis, like, right, like the – you know, the new DC handpicked him, brought him over. And that that 10.3 points per game you're seeing, that uh, that's a little misleading because he did play all 17 games, but he didn't really get his start until Pete Warner went down. And when Pete Warner went down, the guy was a legit linebacker one. I mean, he I think a few weeks he was the LB1. Yes. I mean, I remember having had, a lot of discussions about Caden Ellis. 100%. He's just a fun piece to have on your team, right? Because he's a guy that gets tackles, and he has that pass rushing upside. And that's going to be how they use him here in Atlanta. Uh, that's a team that does not have a lot of talent, and so... Yeah, that defense is so bad. And this dude looking, got yeah. a pretty nice bag Yes, for being a relatively unknown guy. Right, 28 years old. You know, this was a guy that just has... Came, kind of came out of nowhere, but, you know, once he got his opportunity... Um, he balled out. He balled out. Made himself some scratch. You love to see it. Yep. So, just love the way he scores. Um, just In kinda, big play leagues, he's going to be a nice target. Yeah. So, just kind of hoping that, you know, he can build on that momentum from last year. And, uh, yeah, if, if he does, I mean, you're going to have a really fun uh, asset on your team. Yeah. Caden Ellis, as we mentioned earlier, going as the LB51 right now. So wow. one spot ahead of Tyree Wilson. So that's kind of interesting. It's always interesting to me to look at. And the best balls he's going is LB51. LB51. Wow. Which is, again, folks, you don't have to decide when to start these guys. You can just capture Kate Nellis's two sack, you know, three tackle for loss games and, uh, you know, be the number one score on the week that week. Kate Nellis is probably a league winner. Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, what's Troy Anderson? Probably so, in the 30s. So, okay, so Cade Nellis, LB51, and we have Troy Anderson. Not Troy, get your reader. Not Troy, die. Troy Anderson going as LB34. Okay. Yeah. Some nice options there in Atlanta. Also, everyone, make sure you notice your boy just absolutely locked in and like locked all in. over these these values. It's like uh, throwing you know darts blindfold, and it's just bullseye, bullseye, bullseye. Out here doing the work. I think it shows, folks. I think it shows. The body looks good. The mind is sharp. The sniffer is still below average, but we blame that on the deviated septum. Sure. Number thirty. Make some stuff. (laughs) Number thirty on the list is a player near and dear to our hearts as a Kentucky boy, Quincy Williams of the New York Jets, twenty-six point eight years old. Go goes back to the team. On a three-year, $18 million deal. A little bit surprising. I don't know if they would bring Quincy back, but I'm glad they did. 79% of snaps, 15 games played, 
12.4 points per game. That is pretty nice. 106 total tackles, 12 TFLs, three sacks, six QB hits, uh, 66.2 pass rush grade was his best grade by PFF. Uh, Quincy Williams, nope, not going to try that word. Constantly, consistently (laughs) underrated. I was trying to say perennial, Lee, underrated. There we go, Eddie. Just cut it, John. I got it. No, I'm not going to do that. But uh, this is a guy, Addy, I think that um, is uh, being slept on for redraft and for dynasty purposes. Yes, and especially once he got that deal right, I think we saw his value shoot way up. And it did for me. I mean, he was someone that I was like, well, I don't know. I mean, this is he's never been a very good grader um, as far as PFF goes. Um, but he is a very fun player, right? He's a, he makes a lot of splash plays. He will just straight up spear people. Yep. And he's there with his brother. So, I mean, you love that narrative, right? They... Uh, just him and his brother playing alongside each other. I mean, Quincy did get a nice little three-year deal. I'd imagine right. his, his bro's about to get probably a nice little five- or six-year deal. But, yeah, it's just a good situation. Also, C.J. Mosley is is 31. Yep. We do like him. But, I mean, there's a, there's probably a pretty good chance that they move on from Mosley just because of the contract next year. So, there's a real chance that Quincy Williams ends up being, like, the linebacker one um, early next offseason, right? Just, just by being the only line, linebacker in the room. Now, they're, they're going to definitely bring someone in. But still, I mean. He's they also have be, to pay Aaron Rodgers like $50, 60000000 million if he's still right. there next season. Right. Quincy's going to be one of those top two linebackers. Um, and scheme-wise, they're going to use two linebackers. So, I, I, feel, I feel pretty confident about Quincy for at least another two years. Uh, and, again, just one of those fun players. Like, he's going to make splash plays, have some huge weeks. Just a fun little – linebacker three or four to have that you're not going to have to overspend, right? Cause he doesn't carry the name value of a lot of these other players. Um, just like K Nellis. What's his, what's his ADP Quincy Williams, LB 47, four so, spots ahead of K Nellis. So, I mean, you know, I mean, thinking about it, like a linebacker room of like Aziz Alshier, Quincy Williams, Caden Ellis, that is so sexy to me. That is beautiful. And you don't got to spend much at all. I mean, you're nothing. You're looking at like, you know what? Those are like, Round 10 picks in these IDP-only best balls. Yeah. Look, uh, Quincy Williams, ADP of, yeah, 115. So that's uh, about round 10, right? 12-team leagues. So, God, you are so locked in. I'm so turned on right now. I need to finish up this recording. Uh, Number 29. You're sleeping on me. (laughs) Adam's the ultimate value. I really am. Yeah. Um, He is not the Zaire Franklin, Shaq Leonard ADP right now. Where you're, where you're a little bit worried about it. Not humble at all, though. Not humble in the least. Number 29 on the list, Addy. I'm curious. Uh, you're constantly adjusting these ranks, so I wonder if this player will be rising or falling uh, in your dynasty rankings as you update them this offseason. Number 29 is Isaiah Simmons, Arizona Cardinals, 24.9 years old, 81% snap share across 17 games played, 12.9 points per game, it's like, I mean, not not necessarily a disappointment. Probably his best season, points per game-wise, I would say. Yeah, pretty solid. But, like, why do I just have no interest in Isaiah Simmons? Is it the deployment? Is it Arizona? Yeah, it's Arizona. It's, it's bringing been, in Kaiser White. It's been the weirdness. You just kind of want to just not deal with it, right? You just want to just – it's just a headache. You don't have – like – when you're only averaging twelve point nine points per game, like it just it doesn't seem worth. Yeah, it's the not headache. worth trying to wade through right. all of this. But 
I actually think it might be for Isaiah Simmons because he ain't sticking around in Arizona. There's no way. Um, and someone's going to be interested in him. Like he's going like, to, someone's going to, you know, seek out someone like that. that can I do can a lot figure of, this guy out. Exactly. I could unlock this player. He can do a ton of different things. You know, just, he just needs a, a better defensive minded uh, coach. And so, yeah, I think he has a ton of upside. The guy still is what, 24? Now it is important 20. to keep in mind. We have Jonathan Gannon coming over was the Philadelphia Eagles defensive coordinator. They did use two linebackers. So I think the question is who gets that LB two spot because I think Kaiser White is going to be one of those two. Is it going to be Isaiah Simmons? Is he going to be used more in the slot? Zaven Collins going to be coming off the edge? I don't know, man. Both these Cardinals linebackers, it's like let somebody let this be somebody else's problem. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 probably going to be another headache next year. One of these linebackers is uh, not going to be worth the, you know what you're going to have to spend to acquire. So, yeah, it's, it's it's really a situation I'm probably avoiding outside of Kaiser White. I feel like Kaiser White is, again, super, super late in these best balls. But, you know, he does have that familiarity with Gannon. Uh, and low-key, I was looking at this today, pretty damn good three-year tackle average. Um, well, while he's looking that up, folks, there are – Obviously, a case to be made for Isaiah Simmons. There are some positives to pull on. LB 16, though, right now? No thank you. Give me Kaiser White sitting at LB 57. Yeah. Yeah, it's a no-brainer. Okay, so tackles the last three years. In 2022, he had 110 tackles. In 2021, he had 114 tackles. And in 2020, he had 77 tackles. So that gives him a three-year average of... 110 tackles. That's so not bad. That's very nice yep. for LB 57 to have potentially, you know, someone that you can get, can get you 100 plus tackles. I mean, yeah, sign me up. Oh, Isaiah Simmons is LB 16. Kaiser White. Were you talking about Kaiser White or Isaiah Simmons there? Uh, Kaiser White. Kaiser yeah. White. Okay. I was like, uh, Isaiah Simmons, yes. That is, uh, do you have Simmons three year tackle average by, by chance? Yes. Let's look it up because I'm curious here. Yes, Kaiser White is a tremendous value. Um, and, I mean, talk about getting your guys. We talked about it with Cade Nellis and the benefit there. Um, same thing with Kaiser White following Jonathan Gannon to the desert. What we got for Isaiah Simmons? Three-year tackle average, 86 tackles a year. So 99 last year, 105 in 21, and 54 in 2020. So, Solid, I guess. Yeah. You know, that's for, just for a uh, safety to have such high hopes for this guy. Yeah, that's the thing. It's just it's it's hard to let go of your prior sometimes. That's what it was. I mean, you know, this was a guy that checks a lot of boxes for us. You know, he's he's just that classic like guy that we're gonna fall in love with. You know, highly drafted, very productive in college, athletic freak, athletic freak. You know, the, all all the all the things that we like. He looks sick as hell in a uniform. Yep, got the visor. So, um, yes, we were hyping this guy up. I think I had him like as a top five linebacker after his rookie year or something like that, dynasty wise. And yeah, that didn't work out. You know that that, uh, that was a miss there. But um, 
Still, I think it's a good process. Still holding a tremendous amount of value. Right. Still getting drafted very high. Inside like, the top 16 linebackers. The last two best balls I've done, he's been drafted like within the first six rounds. So people still like this guy. This guy still has a lot of upside. We we could definitely see the best of Isaiah Simmons to come. And I think we will. I think once we get once he gets a new team, he just needs a fresh start. The draft capital, we've talked about this before, but when you, you know, we do love it. But it does put a gigantic target on your back when you get that that you know when a team spends that high of a pick on you. The earliest Isaiah Simmons has gone in these drafts is twelfth overall. So the latest is eighty first overall. Good God! But that's even way too early for me. Yes, it's. Uh, I love the dual designation, and maybe that's what yeah, it is. It people is. people yeah, do like that. Code. But still, it's like who cares? That's like what a mid seventh round pick. Yeah, still too early. Yeah, no, thank the you. second designation is defensive back. Who yep. cares? <laughs> exactly. We stream DB out here in these streets. Uh, it has been interesting, though, Addy, to see the shift in strategy uh, with these shorter 22-round drafts we've been doing where yeah. DBs, they're the ones that are rising in the ADP. I mean, I'm sitting here looking at Jalen Petre right now at DB2 up 23 spots in the last five drafts when we started to roll yeah. out these BB drafts. So Still no thanks. Yeah, you're still going to be doing it late, aren't you? Yeah, for sure. That's exactly. I just my last eight picks uh, in the most recent one I completed all defensive backs. How you feeling about it? Fantastic, feeling fantastic. It was great. I mean, I got like Brian Neal, Julian Love, DJ Reed. That is true. The streaming options for DB are not going to be as gross as they are going the last eight rounds of a 31 round draft compared to the last eight rounds of a. 22 round draft. So let me read it off to you. Oh, please here. do. All right. So we went. Well, it's kind of out of order. We'll just we'll just go through them. Julian Love, Andre Cisco, Marcus Williams, Juan Thornhill, DJ Reed, Quandre Diggs, Ryan Neal, Amani Hooker. And again, that was picks 17 through or uh what 16 through, through 22. Yeah. There you go. Maybe not. The math is hard, folks. 15, 15 through, 22, through 22, I think. Something yeah. like that. 14 through 22. I think it was 13 through 22. <laughs> you took way too many DBs. Just if you would cut that, Josh. Sound off in the comments if you think I should cut that, folks. <laughs> Let's move on to number 28 here, and it is a player that we are, again, very excited about for uh, making his debut in the league this season, Dayon Henley. A little nod to Bob for this one. That's right. Of the Los Angeles Chargers, 23.5 years old. Uh, he was the devil last season, 666 snaps across 12 games played. Just play one more snap, brother. Just get that get that curse broken. 106 total tackles, 12 TFLs, four sacks, one INT, pass breakup, three force fumbles, two fumble recoveries, 90.3 tackle grade, 73.3. Overall, I'm excited about Deion Henley for Dynasty. Uh, I'm excited about him in redraft. Just color me excited all the way around. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're fresh off rookie season, so we've talked a lot about Mr. Henley. You know, our our uh, one of our co-hosts is a huge fan. Um, so, yeah, we, we love us some Dayon Henley. I mean, you know, it's just Eric Hendricks there, and we know that his best football is definitely behind him. But, yeah, it was. I mean, it's a great situation for Henley. I mean, you know, um, lands there with Brandon Staley who has not spent any capital on any linebackers since he's gotten there. And so this was the first one that they selected. And so you think that uh, you have to feel like that that's pretty good for, for Henley's um, future. 
So, yeah, I expect him to get an opportunity. Maybe not immediately, right? Kendricks will be the guy. Kendricks will be the guy. Can he hold up? Um, That's the question I have. So, I think there is opportunity there. I think Kendricks has lost a step. So We've already been hearing the talks about he's going to be very useful uh, for special special teams. So, I mean, that's that's good. I you mean, want these guys to be on the roster, to be on the field. Yep. And uh, it could be one of those. We always talk about watch the bye weeks, right, for rookies because that's when switches tend to happen. So I think the Chargers will be in the mix. And if Kendricks is playing well, I don't think they're going to take that guy off the field. So we could be looking at a play for 2024, but uh, I think there's still a chance. I yeah. really do. And I, I have no concerns about him supplanting Kenneth Murray. That is, yeah. that's over. Right. That is over, folks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you never know, right? I mean, Henley could be an absolute baller. I mean, that, that's, that's, a, that's a, you know, a possibility. Uh, probably unlikely. But, but, yeah, I mean, I feel like you're going to have to wait until 2024 until you yep. really see a lot of return on Henley. Just but it should be very worth it, right? Yeah. I mean, we you know we know this guy is is raw. He was formerly, I think, a running back or no a receiver. Receiver, yep. And uh, just you know started playing linebacker. I think like his second or third year in college. So high upside, um, raw player, but another nice asset that you'd like to have on your squad. Absolutely, another asset that we like on our squad, especially for twenty twenty three. I know John Macri is a big fan. At 27, it is TJ Edwards, now of the Chicago Bears, 26.8 years old, signed a three-year $19.5 million deal. He played 94% of snaps across 17 games, 14.7 points per game, 159 total tackles, 10 TFLs, two sacks, a fumble recovery, seven pass breakups, five QB hits and an 84.8 overall grade by PFF. Again, we talk about locked and loaded studs for this season. Addy TJ Edwards is going to eat there in Chicago. Yes. Yeah. I mean, just an amazing situation. We saw what Jack Sanborn did last year, which was basically be linebacker one for, you know, the stretch that he was starter. So TJ Edwards could definitely have that same type of 2023, right? But it's it could be for the entire year. So, yeah, another guy that um, it could be a league winner for you, you know? I mean, yep. it, it, I think in most of the drafts I've been doing, I think people are kind of hip to TJ Edwards. He is... LB12. Yeah, so he's going ahead of Tremaine. Yes. Um, Tremaine Edmonds is LB18. Now, with TJ Edwards, there is a little bit of me that is a little scared just because this is a guy who I think is also formally undrafted. Obviously, Philadelphia, he, he was rock solid. The grades proved that he was rock solid. But that not the biggest contract. And there is Jack Sanborn there. And they yep. did also draft a rookie too, right? Um, Noah Suell, I yes. believe. Yes, Rigatoni. So just kind of odd, yeah. you know? I mean, there, there is a possibility that... You know, they, they have an out in 2024 for T.J. Edwards. So it's what true. if it doesn't translate for T.J. Edwards in this new situation? I mean, maybe they maybe he's on a, a short leash and um, Agent Sanborn. It's coming back into our lives? Never know. You Swing never know. Back there's, just Mission Impossible. Lot, there's just a lot of good linebackers there now. There right? are. This was, it was very annoying when it happened when they brought both those guys in, right? Because we, we did kind of hope that Jack Sanborn was going to have, you know, Survive. one more year. Yep. It didn't happen. Um, or did it? Or did it? That's a classic Addy right there. <laughs> or maybe. Uh, no, I think I am taking T. 
TJ Edwards, that's the horse I want to bet on there in Chicago. Matt Eberflus is the head coach, formerly of the Indianapolis Colts when we had those Shaq Leonard, Bobby O'Karake seasons. So I think this guy, this guy is going to deploy two linebackers. If I had to guess, I think Edwards gets the largest snap share with Tremaine Edmonds at number two. And then if we get an injury, I think uh, Special Agent Sanborn is going to be coming back yeah. into our lives. Yeah, I think that's that's the most likely scenario. But I, I do, I honestly think I, I feel better about Tremaine Edmonds. I mean, I don't you don't have to spend as high as a pick, and I think we could probably see his best year. Um, I know it's it was a little underwhelming or a lot underwhelming at Buffalo, but it is it, interesting to me. He got paid, paid, and T.J. Edwards. Did not. Now, I understand the age, but, I mean, coming off a much better season. I think it just goes back to just like, you know, one of these guys was drafted very Draft high. capital, man. Also, like, one of them was like an all-time athlete. Like, yep. that stuff still... Still holds weight. Yeah, I mean, that you know, once a great athlete, always a great athlete. And people are always going to go back to that stuff at the Combine, right? Um, I got to see him on the field. If we can just get him in our building, you know? Yep. It's like GM's... Look at certain measures as sort of a shorthand for making decisions. And when it comes to free agents, I feel like, do we have a good relationship with his agent? What did he look like at the combine? Like, what's the measurables? And then what's the draft capital? Yep. And I think, I really do think those three things uh, put more weight on the scale than just about anything. And that's why we care about them a whole that's lot. That's right. Because, I mean, it's the decision makers in the NFL care about them. Yep. It, it kind of determines how safe that asset is. Yep. So pay attention to it, folks. I really do think Tremaine Edmonds could ball out, though, and completely change the way we all view him. Because at this point, he's kind of been like a letdown, right? He's, he's not been someone that really just no one's hyped up about Tremaine Edmonds anymore. Not with TJ Edwards there, especially. But the guy still is just 25. He still is an athletic freak. I mean, he's going to play a lot of snaps, right? Buffalo, that was always kind of an issue, right? They're... They're, they weren't on the field as much. Mm-hmm. So he's going to a much worse team. That I team's going to stink. They're going to stink. He's going to be yep. out there a ton. Um, and, yeah, I, th- I think that we're going to probably see, production-wise, best season from Tremaine Edmonds. Do you think um, over under 87.5% of snaps for Tremaine Edmonds, Tremaine, assuming health? Tremaine's going to be a 95% guy. You think so? Yep. You think we're going to have two 95%-plus yep. guys? Yep. I, I would do. love to see it. I do. All right, let's move back to Mile High City and talk about Josie Jewell, number 26 on the list here of the Denver Broncos. Uh, 2022 was a nice season for when we had Mr. Jewell, as Evan Ronda likes to say, on the field. It was a 95% snap share across the 13 games that he played, 16.9 points per game. Addy, I believe that was near the top's for last season, 128 total tackles, seven TFLs, two INTs, two and a half sacks. My voice is going out. Addy, take over from here for us and talk about Josie Jewell. Yes, Josie Jewell, points per game wise, he was, I think, number three among all linebackers. Luvu was first, right? No, I'm sorry. He was number four. Luvu, 18 points per game. Foyer, 17.7 points per game. Roquan Smith, 17.1. Josie Jewell, 16.9. Beautiful. So just an absolute difference maker every time he was in your lineup. 
did kind of slow down towards the end of the year, but man, dude, those first, um, that first half of the season, he was averaging 19 points per game. Wow. Um, that's nuts. And then that second half, it was 16 points per game. So yeah, a little bit down, but still, I mean, that's a little bit down to, uh, like LB four or five numbers. Yeah, exactly. Crazy. So, um, with, with Jewel, really the only issue has been health. Well, that's been a big issue, actually. He hasn't really gotten a lot of playing time because of it. Yeah. Um, and he is 28. So, I mean, what does life after Denver look like? You know, um, I think he's going to be fine. I th- he's going to be one of those guys like a Denzel Perriman, DeMario Davis, going to continue to float around to these teams uh, that, that, are, that are looking for a veteran. And he's going to um, just tear it up for you in points per game. You know, he, he's, he's someone that is a threat to get you like 15 tackles every week. And he also has, you know, some big playability. So I love, I love Jewel. Um, and he's, he's one of those guys that is kind of slept on. I mean, people, LB 21. Yeah. That's, that's great. That's I just, beautiful. Took him, I just recently took him in a best ball. I was going to say, you've always, uh, I feel like Jermaine Pratt and Josie Jewel are sort of like your two little pet linebackers. You're going to be probably higher than consensus when it comes to ranking these guys. Yeah. I've enjoyed it though. It's profit. It's been, it's been good. It's been pretty profitable. <laughs> pretty good. Say so myself. Um, yeah, Josie Jewel, um, and he'll get paid. So he, his contract is coming coming up. So he's going to yeah, be one UFA of the, next season. He's going to be one of the hotter names out there. So I thought you were going to say, "What does life look like after 30? And I was going to say, "Very, very yeah. bad." Yeah, DV bad. Stress and bills and uh, hair falling out. And, yep. Yeah, just a lot of bad stuff. Josie, enjoy your 20s while you can, brother. Thinking about death. A lot. Uh, just a lot of worry. A lot of worry and stress. But, hey, right now, 28-year-old <laughs> Josie Jewell living high in the Mile City. Right. Live it up. One, one and a half more years, bro. That's right. Live it up. Enjoy it while you can. Uh, next guy here, we are going to wrap up with the newest member of the Pittsburgh Steelers coming over from the Commandos. It is Cole Holcomb at 26.9 years old. He's got a little more runway till 30. God bless him, that beautiful mullet. Mm-hmm. Three years, $18 million deal. Played 99% of snaps in 2022 across the seven games in which he appeared. Uh, 11.3 points per game. Graded fairly well across the board, 66.6 overall. PFF with a 69.4 run defense grade. Addy, listening to the IDP After Show, the AFC North preview with our buddy Matthew Montgomery from Football Guys, he had Cole Holcomb. This is a hot take. I can't say I necessarily agree, but he had Cole Holcomb as the number three IDP asset for 2023 from the AFC North. Wow. So high praise. Spicy. I do love it. I mean, I do love the I love the landing spot. I mean, I I I love Cole Holcomb. I think he's I think he's a solid linebacker. And yeah, he's just a tackle leader. He's someone that like I I love. I love rostering types like that. And also, you know, uh, big three scoring, we're not going to overvalue these tackle numbers, right? But they still score really good. Yeah. Like, I mean, we, we are, I think our assisted is 0.75 and our solo is 1.25. Those guys still end up averaging a lot of points per game. Yeah. We don't overvalue tackles because we, we tackles just, yeah. are the most basic thing a defender does. That's the probably the way that most plays, if you look at the totality of NFL plays, most of them probably end with a tackle, mm-hmm. right? So it's very common. Yeah. A dime a dozen, stat. Yeah. And we want that scoring to reflect the most important defensive players, which are edge rushers. These Pass are the rushers. most, yeah, the most highly drafted guys, the highly paid guys, 
And so we want the scoring to reflect that. We don't want it to be chock full of linebackers at the top because we just saw that is not a position that the NFL values. No. And also, like, it doesn't mean just because you get a lot of tackles does not mean that linebacker is good. Alex Anzalone gets a lot of tackles. Exhibit A. Yeah. So if you're if your scoring is if you look at your finishes and your top IDP scores are all linebackers, it's a bad scoring system. Yep. You need to fix that. Fundamentally, it's bad. Yep. Again, like Josh just said, the prize possessions on defense, edge rushers. Interior defensive linemen, guys that can rush the passer. Those are the dudes getting paid. Linebackers, there's a reason why you don't see these guys getting drafted in the, in the NFL draft. Jack Campbell, 18 overall. How many edge rushers were drafted before Jack Campbell? Like five. Yeah. Right? Jalen Carter was in there too. Uh, Kalaja Kansi was drafted before Jack Campbell. No one cares about these linebackers. That's just the way the NFL is going. So when you're setting up your scoring, and we don't care if you use – Big three scoring, but you should use some type of big play scoring. Yes, because um, you want you want your best players to score the best, right? It's obvious. I mean, you want the best players in the game to be the best players for IDP. Yeah, it's pretty simple. And like Addy said, we're not going to have hurt feelings if you don't want to use big three scoring. We just created it for a reference point. We don't care. So when we talk about these points per game, and you're saying, I wonder how they came to those numbers. Go check out our website. We've got the scoring laid out there. It's just meant as a reference point so that you all can know when we're speaking about these point totals, how we arrived at those numbers. Yeah, and I shouldn't crap on you. If you do have linebackers as your top scores, okay, whatever. You should adjust that. I agree. I I guess it's personal preference because a lot of folks we know love tackle-heavy scoring um, with linebackers, but I don't know, just personal preference I think that is um, a scoring system that I would not be too fond of. Yeah, I just don't like stupid points. I need those points to make sense, right? So make it make sense. Make it make sense. Don't have to make it make sense with Cole Holcomb. I think he's in a nice situation in Pittsburgh. Very good spot. Got three years. I mean, it wasn't the biggest deal. You know, only $18 million. But, I mean, what's around him? A Landon Roberts. I was going to say a Landon Roberts who I know you like. I do like him. I think he's a solid option in these best balls. Um Someone that could maybe you know maybe see like sixty to seventy percent of the snaps, and that's that's totally fine for someone like him. He's he's you know like a Jermaine Pratt type. So would you rather have a Landon Roberts at LB sixty seven, or Cole Holcomb at LB thirty one? I do like that value for Holcomb. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll probably go Holcomb at thirty one. I see Holcomb as like a top twenty four mm-hmm. linebacker. He's in that mix for me. So uh, LB thirty one is nice value. Yeah, but LB67 value, that's the big Bob Spillane. It's kind of funny this guy came from Pittsburgh, but those are some nice late values if you miss the Cole Holcomb bus or you miss the Divine Diablo bus. Don't fret. Just pick up their LB2s, and uh, I think that'll be okay for you. Yeah, we should do that some week, just going through, you know, all these linebacking units and just – who do you prefer? Do you prefer the guy that's getting drafted way yep. higher, or do you prefer the the crazy value? That'd I'd be say fun. most of the time we're probably going to settle with probably going to go with the value. Yeah, even though there are some guys we've talked about tonight that are good players that are values. I mean, Aziz Al Shair, right in the fifties. So which linebacker? So like with all these best balls, like how are you mainly starting out your your drafts at linebacker? Like, give me your like a typical like. I'll give you the typical typical build would be something like um, 
depending on, I usually get in the back half of these drafts for some reason. So a lot of times I've been starting out like Aaron Donald, Bobby Wagner, Yuchina Nuosu. I've gotten a lot of those guys uh, because AD slides so late in these drafts. Um, All the defensive tackles really do. Yeah, Bobby Wagner slides in these drafts. Bobby Wagner, I've been getting him in the fourth round. Yes, it's nuts. He's typically my third-round pick. Yeah, I'll go defensive line the first two rounds and then typically snag one of those linebackers in the third. Yeah, Bobby Wagner, uh, just a, a must-grab target. And this was someone that I was taking, like, in the second round, you know, like when, when the year flipped over and stuff. When we were doing these in, like, February. Um, but, yeah, Wagner, Matt Milano, is yes. still a guy that's really a really nice value. It's like people just don't realize this guy averaged 16.7 points per game, and now Tremaine Edmonds is gone. Um, so I'm, I'm getting him at a nice value, it seems. Uh, Levante David, I mean, oh, man, someone that I'm, I think I've taken in almost all these uh, – Minus maybe the ones I've been in with you. Yes, sir. Busted that head. But um, Levante David, Denzel Perriman, vets, right? Yep. All these vets are the types that I'm going to be targeting. Yeah, I wanted to actually pull it up here to give you a lot of the uh, like roster ship percentages for me, at least, are uh, late round picks. Because typically when we get late in these drafts, I'm going after like the same guys a lot of times. Like I think I probably have uh, near a hundred percent roster ship of like Rodney McLeod, just because I love him as like a late DB dart throw. But let's take a look here and shout out Dynasty Planet uh, for putting together this tool. Check it out if you ever want to know what your uh, roster ship percentage is or your league all, mates. Yeah, you can type in your league mates. There you go. Because you just handle. put in sleeper handle. Yeah, yeah, you don't even have to like log in or anything. So my uh, most rostered players. This is so fascinating. DJ Reed and Rodney McLeod are number one tied, seventy uh, percent. Jonathan Allen. That is not a surprise. Talk about a massive, massive value. Jonathan Allen, uh, Devondre Campbell, and uh, is actually my. Highest percentage rostered linebacker along with freaking Deion Jones. Uh, but, wow. But Bobby Wagner and Aaron Donald are sitting there at uh, 40% roster ship yeah, for me. that's beautiful. So that's the combo. I've done that probably in three or four drafts at this point. Yeah, same. So, I've done that a lot. Yep. Uh, was, let's see. who Other guys I have, Kyle Hamilton. I've got him in 40%. Um, yeah, Devondre Campbell is actually my most rostered linebacker. So tremendous value once again. All right, I've got mine pulled up here. Denzel Perriman, 75%. I knew it. I knew that was going to be number one for you. <laughs> Levante David, 75%. Uh, Bobby Wagner, 42%. You are a meme of yourself at this point. Josie Jewell, 42%. Um, Jermaine Pratt, 33%. This is hilarious. Troy Anderson, 33%. Uh, Anthony Walker, 25%. Brian Osamoa, 25%. Deion Jones, 25%. DeMario Davis, 25%. Robert Spillane, 25%. Zayvon Collins, 25%. That's a little too high. Um, <laughs> Cole Holcomb, get that under control. Cole Holcomb, 17%. Uh, David Long, 17%. Devondre Campbell, 17%. So you see the types that I like. It's, yep. it's not these sexy ass nope. youngins. Give me all the bargains. Absolutely. Yeah, that's how you should be playing best ball. Like, I know that we all want to talk upside and best ball and, and all that stuff. And, oh, we look at these ceilings. Oh, this this dude can reach. You want to get guys that 
are going to be playing. You want the floor too, people. You want the floor. Yeah. Yes. And you want, you know, these guys. you don't want zeros. All these guys have given you like just three or four years of data, like showing you like, oh, we are good players. Yep. As long as we're healthy, you are, you know what to expect from us. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Defensive back wise, my most highest drafted defensive back, Alante Taylor, 67%. Uh, Carlton Davis, 42%. DJ Reed, 42%. Justin Reed, 42%. Marlon Humphrey, 42%. Yeah, Some for of my me, faves. Yeah, I mean, DJ Reed and Rodney McLeod are my two highest rostered players. Uh, Derek Forrest is in there as well at 40%. Kyle Hamilton's in there at 40%. Uh, yeah, Uchina Nuosu is the same percentage as Aaron Donald and Bobby Wagner. That's got to be probably my most popular build is Aaron Donald, Bobby Wagner, Uchina Nuosu. Probably AD first round. This is, again, I typically get kind of back of the first round. Um, yeah, AD first round, Uchina second round, and then Bobby Wagner first round. But you don't even, or third round. You don't even have to take AD in the first round. No. You can snag him in the second. Yeah, I've got him in the, in the second in a lot of spots. Yeah. So, and then Wagner again, he's sliding for some reason. I've got him in the last two best balls I've done, I've got him in the fourth round. Yeah. Like late fourth. Aaron Donald is DL 15, ADP of 24. That's, that's end of the second. Make it make sense. That's insane. Make it make sense. Yeah. I would say if I'm sitting there at the turn, I'm probably, I'm taking a lot of Brian Burns, I would say. Jalen Phillips occasionally. I was yep. doing that Jalen Phillips, yep. Kayvon, Aiden. Aiden and Kayvon are typically like that end of the first kind of. A lot of people will double up or you'll see like Aiden go at 10 and then Kayvon go at 12 sort of yeah. thing. So kind of interesting. I, I hated it. Like I have no shots at any of those guys that I nope. love anymore. You've pushed them too far up the board, Addy. Jalen Phillips, that really does hurt. That hurts. But we hope you all enjoyed this episode Dynasty linebackers, part one. This was 48 to 25. Addy will be coming back in a couple weeks with 24 to 1, talking some real sexy-ass names for linebacker. Yes, sir. I love a lot of these. I mean, this was a this was a fun list. I thought, oh my god, we're gonna have like just a bunch of bums. No, in this first part, a lot of fun discussions in this one. Linebacker is very solid, which is another reason why I will never, ever, ever chase or overdraft any of these guys. Another thing, like I noticed, like a lot of people like to have like my guys and stuff. That's a weakness, folks. Yeah, like you don't you need to, and I and I'm bad about that. But I'm trying to get away from that. I'm trying to see everyone as just players. Yep. Not just, getting just laundry, baby. There's there's no sense in you know you attach feelings to these guys and you're gonna make mistakes. That's bias. That's yep. what happens. So, yep. um, yeah, these are all just players. And also, if you have your guys and those guys bomb, all your teams are shot. Yep. So just diversify that portfolio, baby. Don't take bad players to diversify, but don't be afraid to sprinkle in some players that you wouldn't be targeting elsewhere. Because we know a lot less than we think we know. And another thing on the mentality side, if you're in these drafts and someone yeah, snipes you, don't don't get in the chat and say, "Oh, oh man, don't don't do any of that." Yeah, just nothing. Just stone cold. Don't let anyone know anything. Nothing. Just poker face. Poker face, baby. Look, you don't have to be in the chat at all. Just yeah, don't get yeah, get out of the chat. Probably get out chat of the chat. Less. Yeah, chat less. Always touch more grass. Yeah. But, but I'm just saying, just, just just don't do the... Uh, because then guess what? You're going to be seeing these people in drafts again, and they know exactly. they know who you like now yeah. uh, because you've been talking it up. Yeah. 
So I don't, I don't, I just say don't like, like I, I never just do like, Oh, I wanted that guy. Just don't just, you're showing I, weakness. Don't do it. I don't do that. I will say like, Oh, that was a nice pick. And it's typically people who aren't like close to me. Oh uh, yes. I right. do like to give props when people snatch up a sure. guy that I had forgotten about or was buried on my queue. Right. Yeah. That's, I do that, want to give some props. That is good. The way we're drafting these best balls, right. We, that's a lot of people that this is, you know, this fun, is their first experience. Time. Yeah. Form, right. And so yeah. yes, we, in that, in that format. Yes. I'm talking about in your competitive leagues. Yes. Keep that mouth shut. Shut up. <laughs> just shut don't. up. Just, no, no one took your guy. Your yeah. guy's still there. Yeah, like, you're absolutely. Good. You love the value that you're about to you're about to get at this next pick. So you sh- may internally be in hell, but just uh, don't let them know. Don't let them show. You know, you do not show that weakness. Don't yes. let them see you sweat. Come on, folks. come on. Dynasty. I love this. You got a little best ball strategy psychology. Um, this is uh, turning into a Sigmund Bloom podcast here. We're kind of branching off, talking about all different types of things, Eddie. Yes, sir. It's good stuff. Never know. Never know where this show is going to go, but we will be back here in a couple weeks to talk about Dynasty Linebackers. And, folks, if you love linebackers, you've got this episode. you got Kyle B. coming back with John Macri next week to break down the top 10 drafted linebackers. Molson Bros. Molson Bros. Ride again to talk about the rookie LBs. And then we'll be back talking about the top 24. So a lot of good stuff coming up in the feed. Make sure you're subscribed over at the idpshow.com. If you like the show and you'd like to support us, five bucks a month or 50 bucks for the year gets you access to the IDP show draft kit. We're in the middle of updating everything right now, and we'll be doing that all off season to make sure you have the most up-to-date information possible. Make sure you check us out on YouTube as well, youtube.com slash at the IDP show. We got videos going up pretty much every day over there uh, between Big Nickel, our podcast, the after show. We've got shorts going up. So we told you guys we we're going to take over the YouTube. That's it. And that's what's happening. We're coming for it. So, so get over there as well. And if you like the show, folks, leave us a five star rating and review over on Apple Podcasts and five stars on Spotify. Takes a couple minutes, really helps us out, and we appreciate it tremendously. We're Addie. good people. We deserve it. Addy, I appreciate you tremendously. It is harder to say that when you say something like that, but uh, I still mean it. Still appreciate you a whole lot. I appreciate you a whole lot. I think you're a good-looking guy. Thank you very much. Um, going on vacation this next week. So Ooh, if you wonder wait. why I structure the schedule a certain way, and so I can enjoy myself down at the beach. So y'all take care. Thanks for tuning in. We will see you in a couple weeks to talk some more linebackers. Hop in these drafts with us, and let's have some fun. Until next time, we'll see you guys soon. I'm happy, happy. I'm happy like a peach in a tree. There I am hanging around hoping there'd be someone like you to pick me. I'm happy, oh, happy, Lord. I'm happy like the tree in the 